Welcome to 365 Christian Men, where every day we aim to inspire and encourage with real-life stories about men. December 12th, Alexander McKay. When Alexander McKay was three years old, he read the entire New Testament, and at seven, he read the decline and fall of the Roman Empire. His father taught him geography, astronomy, and geometry. From 11 on, McKay got interested in engines, blacksmithing, and other such trades, then on to mathematics, photography, and even shipbuilding. But when Alexander was 16 years old, his mother died, which disrupted his entire life. At that point, he threw himself into the scriptures, and the trajectory of his life was set. When famous African explorer Henry Stanley challenged any brave Christian willing to spread the faith and work hard to come to Uganda, McKay went as an engineer missionary. He hacked a road 230 miles through a jungle so dense he said that a cat could scarcely creep along. He traveled land and river for 700 miles. He navigated a battered boat over Lake Victoria, an inland sea as big as Ireland, all the while driven by his fierce love for God and a bold determination to bring the gospel to the remotest parts of Uganda. He created an alphabet for the local unwritten language and taught boys to read the Lord's Prayer. McKay translated Matthew's gospel into Luganda, but he didn't see the success he hoped for. However, Within six years of McKay's death, it is reported that 100,000 people had been brought into close contact with the gospel, and half of them could read it for themselves. Native Christians had built 200 buildings where they worshipped God, and they supported 200 native evangelists and teachers. There were 10,000 copies of the New Testament circulating, and all this in the center of the thickest spiritual darkness in the world. When a man is driven by a fierce love for God, he can become unstoppable. Alexander McKay stood before one of the most powerful men in the African interior, King Mutesa. Although the king's dark eyes invoked a kind of primal dread, McKay was not afraid. He stared right back at the king, eyeball to eyeball. McKay was thrilled to share the message of hope in Jesus. As soon as McKay read that letter, he was all in. He would go to Africa. He would tell King Mutesa about King Jesus. Now here he was, four years later, standing in King Mutesa's court, eyeball to eyeball with a king who ruled with ruthless authority. The king even called for human sacrifices in order to appease the imaginary gods. Would the king believe what McKay had to say? I am here, O King, to prepare a way for the coming of God's Son, and I want you to join me in pointing the people of this land to the Lamb of God, who alone can take away the sin of the world, McKay announced. Mutesa listened with interest, but he was not convinced enough to submit to McKay's message. The King did allow McKay to hold Sunday services so he could hear more of what God's Word had to say. In the beginning, McKay had a remarkable way of influencing Matesa for good. But one day, Arab traders appeared at court and gave Mutesa guns, ammunition, and yards of red cloth. 
in an exchange for men and women slaves. McKay stepped in and objected. He asked Mutesa if he was willing to sell his own people to be chained, beaten, whipped, and taken to other lands. Was he willing that others should laugh about him and say, that is how King Mutesa lets strangers treat his children. With this and other challenging words, McKay appealed to the king's manhood and leadership. Mutesa talked it over with his chiefs and decided his people would not be slaves. But all the same, Mutesa remained a slave to sin. He continued raiding other tribes and offering gruesome human sacrifices to appease false gods. In fact, sin seemed to increase more and more. McKay wrote in his diary, every crime and form of uncleanliness is rampant in the country. Each day reveals fresh tales of iniquity, cruelty, and oppression. When Mutesa died, his son Mwanga took over and things went from bad to worse. However, he did not give up. Alexander McKay became unstoppable as he served Christ faithfully in Africa until the day he died. In the book of Hebrews chapter 11, which is known as the faith chapter, it is written, all of these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. What more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, about David and Samuel and the prophets who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions. These men were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised, since God had planned something better for us, so that only together with us would they be made perfect. Do you feel your faith is strong enough even when you're discouraged? Is your faith strong enough to keep you going even when the victory is not in sight? Are you willing to trust God for the victory which you may not see in your lifetime? Are you willing to trust God and let him make you unstoppable? When a man is driven by a fierce love for God, he can become unstoppable. Thank you for listening to today's story. Every day of the year, our hope is to inspire you with real life stories of faithful men who have gone before us. Hebrews 12.1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Join us tomorrow for another story at 365christianmen.com.